Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Four Collectors for Collectors. Uh, my name is Sammy Thunder. I am doing my first video for the channel. And uh, originally I had a guest planned for tonight, but unfortunately we had to reschedule. But fear not, um, this, uh, this guest that I have will be a great guest to have for the future theme uh, video that I have planned. But I didn't want to kind of just uh, put the kibosh on this one. Um, as you can tell from the description of this video, it's going to be my uh, starting five and six man as well for the players, NBA players of the 80s. And I really took into consideration the six players I wanted to select. I think there's going to be some predictable names that I think a lot of you will be uh, will recognize, but I think there might be some that maybe y'all are surprised about. I don't know, but we're going to see. Now, just a brief background into this story or this theme of this video tonight. The '80s was highlighted by teams like the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, the Pistons. Um, there's the 76ers, uh, the Phoenix Suns are actually pretty decent at the time. Uh, the Utah Jazz were coming into their own. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers were actually pretty decent as well. So uh, there's a lot of big names in the 80s that really kind of stand out. So um, what I did was I focused on every single position, tried to come up with the best player of the eighties in that particular position. And I found that there are some players that kind of switched their roles over the years. So you just have to bear with me a little bit. I tried to focus on where that player primarily played and what sort of style they played. And so you might find that you'll disagree with some of the uh, position players that I chose. But um, we're going to start it out, and I'm going to go. I'm going to try to knock out the obvious ones here. So we're going to start with the shooting guard, and even though this player didn't really become like the ultimate superstar and like, the best player, arguably in the game um, in the '80s, because of other players kind of really uh, dominating during that time frame. He had a lot of plenty of accolades in the 80s that really just kind of highlighted and showcased his amazing beyond the game style. And of course, I, that that player is none other than Michael Jordan. And so what I have in front of you here is uh, the Fleer 1988 Michael Jordan. And so obviously everybody knows about the um, 1986 Fleer. And the 1987 Fleer, the 86 is obviously like the holy grail for basketball cards for a lot of collectors that are in, you know, collecting that Fleer set is, you know, uh, you know, remarkable. And it's amazing how inexpensive it once was. And now it's just, it reaches elite status. And so what I find about this Michael Jordan card is that uh, compared, obviously, to the 86 and the 87, this is remarkably inexpensive, um, comparatively. Now, this one I purchased at the time. I paid about 100 bucks for this Michael Jordan card. Um, this was probably about three years ago. And so it's a cool-looking card. Uh, I like this one, actually, a lot more than the 87. Um, 
Looks like it's uh, showcasing Kevin Willis from the Atlanta Hawks as well. But I think it's fair to say, you know, there's a lot of sh great shooting guards, number two guys. Um, you know, there was uh, like Joe Dumars is a great shooting guard and known for his defensive prowess. Clyde Drexler, I believe, was classified as a shooting guard, but though, although I think what might have been a point guard. I'm not, a, I, I never followed Clyde Drexler's career that closely, but. Um, you know, based on everything that I looked up today and past couple of days, I think Jordan kind of just holds the lantern, even in the eighties. I mean, the guy carried the bulls, tried to beat the Celtics in 86, just couldn't get past, um, pretty remarkable. And I think that that was the year that the, I want to say it was 86 when the bulls went 42 and 40 and somehow made the playoffs, even though Jordan was gone for most of it, then came back and just, I remember watching a number of those games and it was truly remarkable. So he is my number two guy. I'm going to jump around a little bit. Now, I don't know if some of y'all will agree or disagree with my decision on this one. My center, my number five guy, doesn't get a lot of appreciation in the hobby. Um, I mean, his rookie card is, I don't know, maybe 50 bucks, 60 bucks in really nice condition. And that is none other than Mr. Moses Malone. This one I'm holding here is his tops, uh, 1981-82 card with the uh, Houston Rockets. Uh, obviously known for his years with the 76ers uh, during the early uh, early 80s, won two straight MVPs in a row. Um, a fierce, fierce competitor. And uh, just fits so well with that 76ers team with Julius Irving, Bobby Jones, and, you know, it's just uh, a perfect fit for that role. And, uh, you know, he was an, a relentless worker. And uh, there's a great story of him kind of helping Barkley get into shape and uh, being financially responsible. And so, you know, again, this is a guy who just does not get a lot of appreciation in the hobby. Um I think he deserves a lot more credit. He is a great, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, I, I love everything that there is about Moses Malone. I think he is an overshadowed player in the grand scheme of things. But um, I imagine in the core circles of the greats, you know, um, there's nothing but praise for this man because he is just, um, again, a player's player, somebody who, uh, works hard at his craft and, um, you know, had a nice long career and obviously Hall of Fame career and one of the greatest rebounders and uh, great scorer too. So he's my number five guy. I chose him. Uh, we're going to go to some obvious ones here. We're going to skip around. Obviously my point guard, some people might say Stockton. Some people might say Isaiah Thomas. But obviously, it's got to be Mr. Showtime himself, the Magic Irvin, Magic Johnson, picked out here. I'll take it out of the uh, out of the um, team bag that I have. It'll take me a second to do it, but yeah, it, I mean, this is a great card of his, the uh, 1981-82. It's one of my favorite sets in basketball. Um, great, great photo of him here. Uh, driving to the lane, this second year card. And um, I mean, let's be real. Magic Johnson, uh, in my mind, um, one of the 
top three greatest point guards in basketball history. Uh, I mean, there's just so many that can lay claim to that title, but I think Magic in you know the 80s was just so dominating. He's a guy that you know was very te- team oriented and uh, unrelentless desire to win, and you know just his prowess on the court, his capability of just delivering for his team. You know, there was that great game in 1980 where uh, in the championship year, in his first year, uh, Kareem went down and Magic took over playing center. And I want to say he had a triple-double that night, uh, more rebounds and assists to kind of show again how um, he can take on any position um, if the if the night calls for it. And uh, to be six foot eight, six foot nine, and, you know, play and have the ability and the agility of a point guard. It's a very special type of player. And moving on, uh, my small forwards who he needed a Magic Johnson needed a partner, not a partner, but a um, competitor to go up against who else better than Larry legend. And those, you know, those eighties years between, you know, Larry bird and Magic Johnson is uh, just nothing but a fairy tale story, and all started in college when Bird played for Indiana State, Magic Johnson for Michigan State, and the uh, NCAA Finals, which still holds the uh, viewership record. And so this is uh, Larry Bird's second year card uh, with the Celtics, and you know it's just you can't write a better story. I mean, Lakers and Celtics, their history uh, dating back to. Um, you know, like Jerry West and Bill Russell and Elgin Baylor, Will Chamberlain, um, the list goes on, um, John Havlicek, Dave Cowens. Uh, and then, you know, 1980 comes along and Magic goes to the Lakers, Bird goes to the Celtics. Um, they face off in the NBA Finals, what is it, uh, three times? It was uh, at 84. 85 and 87 and um obviously magic got two out of the three um bird had three three mvps in a row uh 84 85 86 which is a shared feat uh amongst him and two other players i think it was bill russell and will chamberlain if i'm not mistaken and so larry legend also great you know three-point shooter great foul shooter he is probably my favorite player to collect uh, so it should become to no surprise that he is the small forward in this selection. I identify him more as a small forward. I know he was a power forward early in his career, but his playing style is more like a small forward, someone who can go on, you know, not be in the post and take, you know, uh, 15 foot shots or three point shots, kind of do everything. So the power forward position was a very, very difficult decision to make. And, um, there's a lot of great names. Uh, and so I decided to go with 76er Charles Barkley. And that's his uh, Fleer 1988 um, All-Star. I want to say this is not the sticker. No, not the sticker. This All-Star card. And the reason why I chose Charles Barkley is just how much of a powerhouse he was for the height that he was at. And obviously his, you know, his career – really blossomed in the 90s, um, won the MVP, uh, not a championship winner, but um, 
you know, he became the number one guy. Um, really learned a lot as a 76er under the uh, under the the watchful eyes of like Mo Cheeks and Julius Irving and uh, Moses Malone. Like I mentioned earlier, Moses Malone was kind of a uh, mentor to him. And it really should come to as no surprise that Barkley blossomed into the player that he did. Um, tireless work ethic and, um, you know, had great years with the 76ers, got traded to the, or went to the Suns and uh, just, just great career became the guy along with uh, Kevin Johnson and, um, you know, Dan Marley and uh, Danny Ainge as well. And, um, you know, he was like, what, 6'5", 6'6", playing the role of a power forward, just a big guy who could just push people out of the way, you know, just control the game. And so, again, it was, it was a very tough choice between Barkley, uh, Kevin McHale. Um, James Worthy doesn't strike me as a power forward. He's more of a small forward type, just through his agility and movements. And I'm trying to think of other names, you know. Um, Dominique, I think, was a small, more of a small forward player. So I think it would have been, yeah, it was really between Barkley and uh, McHale. Those are the two guys. So those are my starting five is Bird, small forward, Barkley, power forward, Magic at the point, Moses Malone as my center, and Michael Jordan as my number two. Pretty decent squad. Now, my sixth man is not a sixth man by any stretch of the imagination, but again, focusing only on the eighties here. So this man had a very, just an established career and to please do not get me wrong. This guy, you know, in the seventies, in the eighties, unbelievable force. And I'm talking none other than Mr. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, the star 1984 card. Uh, really, really great. I mean, couldn't have gotten a better shot with the sky with the photograph with the sky hook. You got Jamal Wilkes in there, who I think is another Hall of Famer. And listen, the guy is Mr. Offense, Mr. Defense. If this was a conversation about the 70s, I'd probably put Kareem in that in, in the starting five. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, in the 80s, he was great too. Um, very difficult choice between him and Moses Malone as my center. I liked Malone a little bit more. And it's not because I'm a Celtics fan um, that I put Kareem out because Kareem was a Laker and an established Laker and obviously a big-time championship winner and uh, the biggest offensive threat, uh, you know, between Magic feeding into Kareem and just Kareem uh, just hammering it home. But uh, Kareem would be my, my, in this case, the sixth man, just because Moses and Kareem, I think, you know, Moses had the, MVPs during the, the early 80s and some a couple of championships. And, you know, um, I felt like, and some might disagree with me here, I felt as though that Kareem had the better team. He had more weapons than Moses Malone did. Um, between James Worthy, Magic Johnson, you know, you have like Jamal Wilkes, you have... Uh, Kurt, uh, I forget, Kurt Rambis, <laughs> Kurt Rambis, Byron Scott. I mean, there's a lot of big names up there in that time. Sven Nader, who's actually not bad. Sven Nader was actually a pretty decent player. Um, but that's sort of another reason why I picked Moses Malone, because Moses Malone had a little bit more of an uphill battle 
compared to uh, some of the, I think Kareem was able to not take a step back. It's not like he didn't work hard in his craft with the Lakers, but um, I felt as though he had the better team to play on than Moses did. So that's why I kind of picked Moses Malone as my pick for the center over Kareem. But again, if we're doing this for the seventies, Kareem would be my guy, but that's it for tonight. I just wanted to share my starting five and six man for the, just the 80s and um, appreciate y'all watching along with me for my first video here on four collectors and uh, please subscribe if you are watching this for the first time there's so many more so much more content between um, between john theo myself and caesar pepino man so uh, please take the opportunity to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already and again thank you so much for watching definitely will be we'll be back and uh, we'll do some more themes of like starting five or best, best of this, best of that. So have a great night have a, and take care.